Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. We are talking about back to basics and uh, some fundamentals aspect of church and life uh, and scripture. So this morning we are looking into baptism and baptism in the Holy Spirit. So let's see if uh, you can remember what was part one. A Christian. What's a Christian? What was part two? Why do we go to church? That was part two. Part three is about baptism and baptism in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Let's turn your Bibles with me in the in Mark. We're going to look at baptism in water first. Mark chapter 1 verse 4. The Bible says, John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance. So if you're taking notes, underline that word, a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Okay. For the remission of sins. Why do we get baptized? Why do we go through water baptism? You know, in cold England, making your way to the beach or getting in a pool of water and be dumped in the water. What is it all about? Why is baptism so important? And if you haven't gone through water baptism, I encourage you to. Next year, we're going to have a baptism service. And we're going to have it at the beach. And we're going to have it in the summer. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Good. (laughs) So that that nobody, nobody suffers from pneumonia afterwards. And I don't have to pray and lay hands on anyone feeling unwell, um, coughing and splattering. So we're going to do that in the summer. So if you haven't gone through the water baptism, please let us know. So what is baptism? What is, what is, what is it all about? Well, water baptism, water is a science of purity. Water is a science of purity, just like fire, isn't it? And we're going to look at fire a little bit more later when it comes to the baptism of the Spirit. But water is always representative of purity, isn't it? Water, you can, you can uh, go through a wilderness or go through a time in a desert. Or have you, been, uh, have you been hot and you're just wanting a drink? It's, it's interesting that our, our body doesn't draw onto Coke or 
doesn't draw onto juice. What do our body crave? Craves water. Do you know what percentage of your body is made out of water? Some of the medical people here might help us. 75%? Our young people are cooking on gas this morning. 75% of us is made of water. So water is very important. And here, scripture shows us that Going through water baptism is a sign of making our steps and our commitment to God public and open. So I have decided that I would commit my life to Jesus. I have decided that I would commit my life to the Father. So I will do that by going through the water baptism. Let me just be clear that water baptism do not make you a Christian. Okay? Water baptism do not make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. That He has saved you and you believe in that. But water baptism is a step saying... I will do this because I believe. I put an emphasis on my belief. And we know from scripture that John the Baptist came with that ministry. To baptize people because he calls it here a baptism of repentance. Now what is repentance? Repentance is a turnaround, 360 degrees turnaround, in the way we were, in the way we think, and we are transformed to a new creation. That's what repentance means. Repentance means that I abandoned my all life. And water baptism is representative of that. So when you're going down the water, Nathan, when you're going down the water deep under, you come out a new creation. It's a symbolism that you come out free. You leave behind all the junk. Leave behind all of your old self. That is water baptism. So the Bible here helps us to understand that if Jesus has been baptized, then it's helpful for us to go through Baptism to understand the principle of baptism. Now, what is the difference between baptism and christening? Christening is not biblical, correct? Christening is not found in scripture. What's the difference? Well, the 
the, the, the baby don't get a choice, yes? Sprinkling, who said that? Top of the class, Carol. There's a difference between sprinkling and full immersion, isn't it? Okay? Sprinkling and full immersion. I always say, just for a laugh, that christening is just an excuse for us adults getting together and have a lot of booze and have a lot of parties and have a lot of food and just enjoying ourselves. So christening is not scriptural. Baby dedication is. When you baby dedicate, dedicate a baby unto the Lord, that is scriptural. But a baby cannot make a choice. The baby is not old enough to understand what is baptism. Why is my parents diving me as a six-month-old baby under the water and out? So we make the decision so we know and understand what does baptism mean. In Acts chapter 1 verse 5, it says this, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. What is baptism in the Holy Spirit? It is being filled with the Holy Spirit. That we know from the book of Acts that the disciples were waiting in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came upon them and baptized them with what? Fire. The, that's why we say the fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Spirit is needed in our lives because the fire of the Holy Spirit helps us to move and feel and be what God wants us to be. We are not fully, fully and fully comprehensive about what God is and want to do, in my opinion, that is, without the fire of the Holy Spirit. There is as if something is missing without the fire of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't tell the disciple to wait in the upper room until such a time comes when the fire of the Holy Spirit moves upon people. I remember when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. When I went through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I felt different. I felt that I was empowered. I felt that I was not frightened and scared anymore. That I was being moved by something different with uh, a different way of thinking and doing. It's very difficult to explain and put it into words until you have gone through it. 
Make no mistake that we are different when we experience the fire and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we should be expected of that. Because the fire of the Holy Spirit helps us to live a life that is what supernatural, beyond natural means. We are supernatural beings. As believers, we are. We are supernatural people. What makes us supernatural? The fire and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. What causes signs and wonders and miracles? The things that we see that people themselves cannot do. It is the fire of the Holy Spirit. The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Active. The church without the power of the Holy Spirit, my friends, is a church that just functions of doing the routines. You see, anybody can put a function together. Anyone can have a bunch of songs where we go from one song to the other. Anyone can come here and deliver a good speech. But we cannot perform the signs and wonders and miracles unless we are moved by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we look at the revival days and we look at men and women of God that were used by God. There was such an evidence of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. This morning I want to encourage us to hunger and thirst for that. And thirst to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You say, Chris, is it simple enough just being a Christian and love God? It adds the element of power. How would this world know Jesus? The Bible tells us it's for our love for one another that they will know him. But I have never, ever seen people come to the power of God... Unless they have experienced and seen with their own eyes what God has done and is doing. I was watching online the other day um, Daniel Colander. Who, who heard of Daniel? Yeah, he, he's the young man who's taken over. I say young man, he's probably older than me. Um, he's the young man who's taken over from Reynold Bonke. Reynold Bonke's ministry. And just like Reynard, it's the simplicity of the word, the simplicity of the preaching and of the teaching, but with the manifestation of the power and the presence of God. 
To get 1.3 million people in a crusade is not an easy thing. To generate an atmosphere of power and presence on signs and wonders and miracles is not an easy task. It can only be done by the power and the presence and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people believe that the only interpretation or manifestation of someone being baptized with the Spirit is the gifts of speaking in tongues. And I say to you, no. But signs and wonders is one of them. Tongues is one of them, but signs and wonders is one of them. The Spirit moving, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation is one of them. Moving into the gifts of the Spirit, finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, are, are, are signs moving into the Spirit. Experiencing the gifts, the gifts of knowledge, the gifts of prophecy, gifts of healing, the gift of faith. All of those are the manifestation of the gifts, but it will not come without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit more than ever before. In our lives and in the church. We are powerful beings. And sometimes, because we are powerful beings, we believe. Not, sometimes not just thinking about it but we believe that you know we can achieve things with our own strength we can do things with our own strength because we are good people we are educated we have the means we have the skills we have the intelligence we can only achieve a certain height with those The supernatural power is found in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you this morning to seek after Him being baptized in the Holy Spirit. There is no formula to that. If you're looking for a formula from me, I'm not going to give you one. There is a hunger and the desire. That is it. And if you seek after God with all your heart, you'll find Him. And He'll fill you. And He'll fill you to overflow. Can I hear an amen? amen? In Acts, the disciple moved. Baptism of fire. They move, the Bible tells us they move in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
And they were scattered, they move in Samaria, they move in Judea. But they only moved with the fire of the Holy Spirit in their bellies. The church wouldn't have been birthed without it. The church will have never gone anywhere without it. We need fire. And what does fire do? When I was a kid, I, I loved playing with fire. Any, any, anybody else like that? Come on, put your hand up. You probably got that from me. So, uh, and I was a little, when I was younger, I just loved playing with fire, and I had a fascination with fire. If anything could be set on fire, it got set on fire. And one day, I set fire in the house, oh. and the floor was um, was this like vinyl, plastic thing. Yeah, it didn't work out very well. No, my dad wasn't very impressed. And, um, and, and uh, but the good thing about fire is, fire brings purification. Sorry? No. I actually proved that there was something wrong with that liner. <laughs> that liner was not built to sustain the test of my little fire. I was, I was only eight or something. Fire brings purification. When the fire <coughs> went into that vinyl, that liner, it, it brought out the substance that is in that material. You could smell it, fill the house, and my mom was like, why is this smell? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it brought the smell, it became gluey, sticky. It totally ruined it. Only fire brings purification in our lives. What happens when you boil water? Some of you with scientific mind and brains here. Purification, it purifies the water. It evaporates all the debris. And it kills all the bugs. Why? Because the fire was exposed to the water. You see, we go through water baptism because water baptism is a public confession of our faith but without it 
Without the fire, there is no purification. When the fire is applied to our lives, the debris goes. All the stuff that needs to leave goes. And we left with purified hearts. I say, Lord, I don't want any more fire. But God uses that. He used the baptism of fire into our lives to just do exactly that. To purify us. Otherwise, if you're like me, we're not going to change. We're not going to make any adjustments. And with His love and the Holy Spirit that lives in us and works through us does that. Have you ever done something and you feel, you know, the voice of the Spirit speaking to you and say, maybe that's not helpful what you've just done. The voices of the Spirit speaking through. So this morning I want to encourage us as a church to seek after the baptism of the Spirit. Don't just say, you know, that's just the way I am. That's just the way God has made me. That's just the way things are. And take a very casual approach. Welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Allow Him to do what He does best. And granted, you ain't going to like it. I don't like it at times. But when we look back, we can see how much we've changed and transformed. How much work He's done in us and through us. And by doing that, he affects, in a good way, people around us. The life of other people are changed or transformed by your own life. By the way he's changing us, he's making us to be. I often thought that, you know, I got baptized at 16, I thought, if there was any way I could get baptized again, I probably will. It's not a theologically correct thing, but it's just a sense that I understand more what baptism means. And the more we move, the more we grow, the more we understand how much it is that He's done in our lives, how much has He transformed me and changed me and you've heard me say this many times that God will not do this alone he's a God of partnership God is not the God that comes and take over your life by the way he ain't gonna do that the enemy does that God asks for permission he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you open it, I will come and suffer with you. And sometimes we've 
associated verses like that just for somebody who would believe he's a non-believer but actually he isn't that he wants to suffer with you today and tomorrow and the day after that he wants to spend time with you he wants you to partner with him he's not forcing us it's not the God that we serve He's not pressurizing us. He just wants us to be led by Him, be moved by His Spirit. You know, and say, Lord, come, use me, transform me. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for your word. On the subject of baptism this morning, this afternoon, that the whole idea is that you want us to be filled. You want to fill us with yourself. You want to fill us with the good stuff so that there's no room for the bad stuff. I pray this morning that we will be open to your voice. Be open to your spirit. Be led by you. Make us available, Lord. Make us pliable. Make us teachable. In your hands. As a piece of clay. In the hands of the potter. Mold us, changing us from glory to glory, so that you may be glorified. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, no.